1: From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.
2: Are you subscribed to OnlyPage yet? Visit OnlyPage.com for VIP access to all things, well, me. From golf instruction content, behind-the-scenes footage, and new content uploaded weekly, including member-only live streams. OnlyPage is your only way to connect with me off social media. Sign up today at OnlyPage.com. Again, that's OnlyPage.com. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers download the PointsBet app today and sign up in any of PointsBet's live states with code PAGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager and bet credits again that's promo code page and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before points bet your move call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net this
0: is playing around with page renee
2: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Playing Around Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Renee. As we know, it's a little bit slower within golf right now, so let's just go over a couple interesting golf headlines before I get into how to improve every aspect of your game. It should be a fun episode, educational episode for you guys. So last time I talked to you, I was about to go to Vegas and Lexi Thompson was going to tee off. I was there. I talked to her. She was cool, calm, and collected. Way to go, Lexi. I think she blew everyone away. She was so poised. She played so well. And yes, she did play from the men's tees where everyone else played. That was a big question um, while she was playing. So many people keep at, kept asking, what tees is she playing from? She's playing from the men's tees. We talked about this before. Um, one more thing I do want to add that I have mentioned, but I want to mention again, because it is so important for the improvement of your game, is playing different tee boxes. I know most people don't think about that. They play from the same tea box every single time. And I really like to mix it up. Sometimes I'll play from... You know, 6,200. I'll move it back to the tips. I'll go to the forward tees. And I really feel like it challenges different parts of my game. And so I'm able to work on my woods and long irons. And then when I move up, I'm able to work on my wedges and my short game. And it really does change the entire golf course, depending on where you teed up. So a really fun game for you and also for your buddies. This is something that I also like to do, where you all start the same tee box. And if you make a bogey, you have to move up. And if you make a birdie, you have to move back. And so it gets very interesting very quickly. So you can put some money on that. It's a fun money game. And then see how well you can shoot from the front tees. If you can't break par from the front tees, then you probably shouldn't be moving back, which I know is a tough pill to swallow. But if you really want to improve quickly, mess mess around with it. I'm not saying that you guys can only play up and have to play up. Play back too. Because again, it challenges different parts of your game. The next headline which was very interesting is Lucas Glover came out and said that he was very upset to hear how divided the team was at the Ryder Cup. So, as you know, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, it was reported that they didn't want to participate because they felt that they should be Paid and people thought that Patrick Cantley was not wearing the hat because he didn't want to give them any more recognition without any pay. We now find out that wasn't true because he was getting married. Keep up, <laughs> I'm going through it quickly. He was getting married right after and he didn't want a hat tan line. I don't know how much I believe that. And then everyone on the team came together and said, This is the tightest group that we've ever had and we're all the bestest, bestest of friends. And then after that, we're like, Okay, like that was just some stupid headline. couple, I think it was even a day later, day later, Xander Shoffley's dad came out and said, yeah, that's true. There was a lot of conflict between the PGA of America and Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley because they wanted to be paid and the PGA of America didn't agree. And then now Lucas Glover is confirming the fact that it was not, you know, sunshine and rainbows over there and there was some conflict. So really interesting, again, to see how that developed and how it's going to continue to develop. And it moves us into the next question. Of Do you guys think that the guys should be paid to play in the Ryder Cup? I think that they should not. I think it's even a stupid question. They're getting paid so much money to begin with. And this is the one time that they can represent their country, do it for pride. Just think of the other athletes, Olympians. They train their entire life for a gold medal. And yes, they do if they achieve that. They'll, they'll get paid in endorsements after, but it just sounds so snotty sometimes of the golfers to say that. And again, I, I'm not there, so I don't know exactly what goes all into it. It's really hard to speculate on what's going on behind the scenes when you have no information. And I've really worked on this throughout the last couple of years. I realize that sometimes you need to not have a hot take just to have a hot take and you need to take other people's feelings and emotions and also just the knowledge of not having any knowledge (laughs) and lack of information on the situation into play. And so I've been a little bit more reserved with my takes and not just saying something because I think that it will have a reaction. And maybe if I also do believe it, knowing that, you know, I don't, I don't know everything, I don't know, I don't have all of the information, and it's really hard to speculate and talk about very sensitive, difficult topics within golf right now, and we've been going through this for the last two years with very little knowledge, and I think this really had an impact when the whole merger talk was going on and no one had any idea, and it really just does show you that none of us have a seat at the table. Maybe not yet. I'm working towards it. But none of us have a seat at the table and we really don't know what's going on. And so it's hard to have really informed, educated uh, takes, opinions on some very difficult topics when you just don't know. And a lot of people don't know. And so just trying to work on that and uh, not just say things to say things. So (laughs) that's where I'm at. And lastly, we have Colin Morikawa. He won at the Zozo Championship. This is important because it was first win as a married man. And also, he's back in the winner's circle. I'm sure you guys remember Colin Morikawa wins two majors. He's a young, amazing player. Everyone then automatically calls him the next Tiger Woods. And there's so much pressure on him. And we've seen him still play well, but not to our expectations that are extremely high and (laughs) it's really hard to be the next Tiger Woods. That's so much pressure. I can't even imagine trying to play under that amount of pressure, but also being a married man. So there is this PGA Tour curse that as soon as you get married or have a baby that you just don't win. And we talked about that with Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler and all of this. And so for Colin to do it and quite quickly after he got married shows you no curse. So we can move on from that. So we're done with all the headlines, so let's move into how to improve in every aspect of your game. So I know we are moving into the colder months now, but that doesn't mean that you still can't practice and improve on your game to get you ready for 2024 and next golf season. There's also places you can go. You can do this in indoor simulators, you can go to next golf, you can work on your game, you can get things done. So first off, let's start with putting. Most people think that they're bad putters because they miss a lot of short putts. But the real reason is, is they have no speed control. And so you're always leaving yourself five, four footers, and those are really hard to consistently make. Not even PGA Tour players make those 100% of the time, not even 90% of the time. So not even, I don't think it's even 80% of the time. And so when you're consistently leaving yourself five footers, yes, of course, you're going to have a bunch of three footers. But if you're leaving yourself tap no stress. And so I really want you to work on your tempo. Most people have bad speed control because their tempo is inconsistent. Sometimes they take it back too fast. Sometimes they jerk it through. And so, yes, of course, you're going to be inconsistent if your tempo is always off. You can do this indoors. I've talked about this before. This is my all-time favorite drill People love this drill. They come up to me all the time and they say that it works. This the one potato, two potato. If you don't like potatoes, you can do some tequila. But I want you just to practice this. And you can say it out loud at first and then in your head. But you take it back. And as you're taking it back, you say one potato, two potato. And so it really forces you to have really nice tempo because you can't go one potato, two potato, or one potato, two potato. You really want to be consistent on the way back and on the way through. And so once you get that tempo, that's going to be your tempo for all all of your putting strokes if you want to go shorter you take it shorter if you want to take it if you want it to go farther you take it back farther and so you can go to any golf course and you know you don't have to change your stroke you just know one potato two potato and that's your tempo which is really going to help your speed control if you are in a warmer climate or if the weather is still nice where you're at practice lag putting People don't practice putting enough to begin with, but they especially don't practice lag putting. Most people aren't hitting it within 10 feet every single time. And so you have these really long putts and you're just guessing because you don't practice them. So spend majority of your time practicing your lag putts and also your routine. You need to learn how to read greens. You need to learn how to have a proper routine. And it just takes time and it takes practice. And so you have to also practice reading greens to see what happens when it looks outside of the hole or a cup or two balls or whatever it may be. You need to practice that. So go through your entire routine as well. So my two favorite drills is the collar drill where you put from one end of the green it to the other and you try to get it as close to the collar as possible. The next one is you just play 18 holes, and if you have a three putt, you have to start again. So you do it, you can start with five, nine, 15, 18, whatever you want. I do 18, and if I have a three putt, even if it's on the 17th, I have to start all over again and do it until I don't have a three putt. Next, let's move on to chipping again. Most people don't practice their short game. I want you to practice, practice, practice your short game. This is how you're going to improve very quick and you're going to be shocked that you didn't do this sooner. One thing that I see a lot of amateurs do is they'll dump a whole bucket of balls in one spot and it's normally just off the green and it's a pretty basic chip shot and they'll pull a ball back, hit it, pull a ball back, hit it, and they'll do that for the entire bucket and be like, okay, I'm done chipping for the day. You can't do that. (laughs) You have to mimic what you're going to see on the golf course. If every time you pull it back and you fluff it up on a great lie, you're not going to know what to do when you're out on the golf course and it's buried in rough. Or sometimes when it is sitting up a lot, how does the club face work through the ball and the grass? And so you have to give yourself difficult lies. You have to practice shots that are not fun for you to improve out on the golf course. And so I like to hit three max in one spot and I'll try to do three different lies. So I'll move to a spot, three golf balls, I'll do a buried lie, I'll do a decent lie, and then I'll do a lie that's fluffed up. I'll hit those three, pick them up, and then I'll go to the next spot. And the next spot should be drastically different than the location that you were just at. So if you were in the rough, let's go to a tight lie. Then from a tight lie, let's go to a 50-yard shot. From a 50-yard shot, let's go to like a downhill slider. Downhill slider, let's go to the bunker. Let's go from a good bunker, like a normal bunker shot, to a downhill lie in the bunker. Let's do some plugged lies. Let's go around the green and really practice all of these shots that you see on the golf course. You very rarely have just a basic easy chip shot. So you have to put yourself in very challenging positions so you know how to execute when you're out on the golf course. There's been so many times where people walk up and they're like, I don't even know how to hit this shot. And so you're just trying to figure it out on the fly. You should know how to hit all of these different shots and do it with different golf clubs too. I like to hit three or four different types of shots with the same club and then you switch clubs and Sometimes it's not the right club that you need to be hitting that shot with, but you're learning touch and feel, and that's really going to help you around these greens when you're trying to hit these really difficult shots, so make sure you do that, and very similar to putting, I like to do you know a nine up and down game where you have to hit nine up and downs in a row, or if you struggle with your short game, maybe it's just nine up and downs in general. And so bring your club that you like to chip with and then also your putter and you just go through your entire routine. So another common theme, go through your routine and mimic what you're going to do out on the golf course because most people have course anxiety where they feel comfortable on the range and then as soon as they step on the golf course, they get really nervous and they don't know what they're doing. It's because you're not going through your routine when you're hitting putts and chips and full swing and so when you're on the course something is very different you've never practiced it and there's a lot of pressure on you to execute on the first shot but if you're practicing your routine you're getting comfortable doing that
0: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80
2: Win Money Betting on Golf This Year. Betting on golf is fun, but picking winners isn't easy. Betsports Golf has the data, tools, and experts to turn your Sundays into paydays. Members get in-depth articles, research tools, and our team's picks each and every week. If you'd bet $100 on every wager the Betsports Golf team had recommended last year, you'd be up nearly $10,000. For a limited time, you can head to BetsportsGolf.com to get a special price on a year-long subscription. Next, we're gonna move on to wedges. Again, (laughs) most people don't practice 100 yards and in enough. You have to do that. Those are the three most important things. They'll just go to the driving range, hit some full swings, hit some drivers, and then they go tee it off. And I'm like, what are you doing? Don't do that. So for 100 yards and in, I like to do this on the driving range. Sometimes courses have a really nice short game area where you can move pretty far back. But for the most part, you're going to be doing this on a driving range. I want you to have a range finder. You're going to shoot your yardage. And again, I like to do from like 40 up into about 100 And you're just going to hit those shots to each different target that you find. This one, again, with putting and chipping, I'm always like three balls here, three balls there. But with wedges, this is all about repetition and trying to make sure you're executing on every single shot. And so the more, the better. I want you to feel as if you're flighting these shots. Most people will just grab a 60 and hit as hard as they can. And that's not easy to execute on out on the golf course. And so the technique I want you to try to do is you're going to put it a little farther back in your stance, you're going to choke down, you're going to set your hands slightly forward, just slightly. And then you're going to feel connected as if your armpits are touching your body the entire time, like your biceps and then I, I feel something different because I feel them touching my boobs. <laughs> so I, I was like, that's what I was trying to figure out. And I was like, wait, your armpits are always connected. So um, what I feel is that they are touching my boobs the entire time. So for you, it's like your biceps to your sides, and that's the feeling that you have where everything is touching. Yes, it's going to disconnect on the back swing with your right arm. Then it's going to disconnect with your left arm on your follow through, but that's just the feeling. I want you to feel as it's more of a trunk body turn and less of an arm turn. You're also going to swing around 85%. Most people try to hit their wedges way too hard and they put so much spin on it and they can't control it and it's just difficult to do. So, okay, 85%, we have the right technique. It's a body turn and smooth compression. So that's the technique that I want you to hit for your wedges now. Practice, practice, practice. That's the best advice I can give. Practice. Full swing. (laughs) I like to have one or two drills that really work for me. And sometimes it's more technical, like with my, my, I'm working on my takeaway, so I'll have a drill that I like to do with my takeaway. Or sometimes if I'm playing or if I have something coming up, I only focus in on my tempo or a feeling and less of a technical swing thought. And I think that might help a lot of people because when you're on the golf course and things go haywire, and you're thinking about something so technical, you can get insane quickly. Like, I hate thinking about things that are technical when I'm struggling. And so you have to have a feeling. What's that feeling? It could be anything. And this is very personalized, so I can't help you find your feeling, I'm sorry. (laughs) For me, it's, I have to pause at the top and I feel like my back is to the target a second longer. It's a feeling that I have. Or when I'm coming through, I have to feel like my right leg is staying out and not kicking in on my downswing. So there are a couple feelings that I have That really helped me play good golf. And so when I'm out on the golf course, I'm working on feelings. When I am on the range, I'm focusing on feelings plus technique. And I try to combine both of those. So I'm still working on my game, but I am also preparing myself on feelings and trying to find new feelings. And so you have to be really in tune with your body and your swing. To do that, I think something that's really helped me is most people try to hit a straight shot every single time they hit a golf ball. They don't actually have a shot shape in mind when they're trying to execute. And so when you're out on the golf course, I want you to try this. I want you to hit low, medium, high. Then I want you to hit fades, draws. Then I want you to hit slices and hooks. Then I want you to hit low fades and low draws. And then low slices, low hooks medium fades, medium draws, medium slices, medium hooks, high fades, high draws, high hooks, high slices. And so I really want you to work it every single way. And this really helps you when you're out on the golf course and you're hitting a hook. Most people don't know how to change that or why you're doing that. But if you have that body awareness and you know how to fix it, it really does help you. The last thing is I want you guys to play golf holes on the range. This will help your visualization and it's also gonna help your pre-shot routine. And so pick a course that you know really well and play all 18 holes and pick different targets. So the first one, for example, would be it's number one, a par four. I'm looking out on the range and I'm finding two flags. I'm trying to hit it between that flag and that's my fairway. And you can even have like if, Left of that flag is water and you'd have to take a drop. And so you get really comfortable focusing on visualizing and working on your pre-shot routine. So those are just a couple of my helpful tips to help you improve your game. It's not that, I was gonna say it's not that hard, everyone can do it, but that's actually not the case. What I was trying to say is practicing effectively is not that hard. Most people don't know how to practice in a way to improve their game. And I think if people knew how to actually practice to improve, they'd be shooting so much lower. But there's really nothing out there. No one tells you how to practice to get better. And so you just see a ton of people going out in the range working on things they probably shouldn't be working on. And they're not working on what they need to be working on. And so I hope this helps you guys. And that's all for today's podcast so i hope you guys enjoyed um, a quick one i've been traveling a, a ton a ton but it's slowing down soon and i will be back with sam for the next podcast so that is all guys hope you guys have the best day ever don't forget to leave a nice review you can dm us on the playing around instagram podcast account and leave us five stars you can find this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts. So share with your friends. <laughs> okay, bye guys.
0: Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Do you want to improve your game faster and hit your driver longer? The good news is ShotScope can help you achieve your goals. ShotScope has products for every golfer such as GPS watches, laser rangefinders, and shot tracking devices designed to lower scores and improve your golf by over 4 shots on average. I use the Pro LX Plus rangefinder on the course to get my distances. What I love most about ShotScope is tracking my game and reviewing my stats. The great news is your personalized stats are completely free with no yearly subscription if i can use it anyone can jump over to shotscope.com today and find the perfect product for you and remember to use my code page at checkout
0: infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city